Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the uh, Lockdown Beers and Rugby Chat here on Using Sport Radio. Hi, I'm Paul. I'll be your host today. And yes, what are we? Uh, just about a minute and 30 seconds away from 5pm where we can crack open our beers. I'm on the spates today. Uh, golden golden uh, medal ale. Um, let me know what uh, you're on today. And uh, let's hope that you're getting towards the end of your, oh, your, your working day. Should be pretty much wrapped up by now. Let's be honest. Wrap it up uh, and start to chill out. Because, hey, uh, it's not easy being in lockdown and uh, working from home. Uh, just a minute and 10 seconds left. What are we going to talk about? Oh, we'll talk about Super Rugby Opeki. And I think that's how we pronounce it. I don't know. Um, I'm going to need uh, some help with that one. Um, we've also uh, also been having a chat about uh, uh, the Wellington Provincial Tides, predominantly, well, the Farrah Palmer Cup and the NPC on that one. Um, and also Julian Sevilla. He is back for Wellington this weekend. So we'll have a chat about what does that mean um, as well. Uh, today, you got to go uh, have um, attend the Chiefs media um a uh, conference call um, with their new head coach, um, which was uh, really kind of cool of them. So nice to be uh, part of that uh, and to uh, ask him a few questions um, on that one. So we'll have a chat about what I found out um, from uh, Alan Bunting um, on that one. Uh, didn't say get the New Zealand rugby one or the any of the other um, super rugby sides. But uh, uh, yeah, we'll have a chat about what all of this means for women's rugby. Um, today. Don't forget to also join us at 8pm this evening for the standoff show with Benji Marshall having uh, announced his retirement today. So five seconds until I get to open my beer. And so I'm sure the boys will have plenty to talk about um, there with that one. There we go. It's five o'clock, folks. Down tools. Close all of those workouts um, and start winding down and having a bit of a relax. There we go. Let's get the pour of the beer done there. Looks like I'm going to be on my own today. Look, um, this lockdown is um, not easy, folks. It, uh, today has not been a good day for me. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm still in my pyjamas. Uh, I'm just throwing a hoodie over the top so you can't see that. So, yeah, all the old kind of news readers as to what's going on down below. You don't want to know. Um, so, uh, there, yeah, not been a great day for me. A bit of anxiety and stuff um, around uh, this uh, this whole um, this this whole lockdown thing, but also uh, around uh, I put in submitted eventually. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I missed the deadline or not. Um, our submission for the New Zealand Podcast Awards, 
uh, the sport category, the independent category, and also I think also the, the people's choice one. But I'll be honest, I don't think we're going to get enough votes <laughs> on that one. I, I hate filling in forms. Part of the reason also that we do these via live streams is I don't have to do any editing. Um, so it was totally outside my, com my comfort zone. Massive uh, yeah, anxiety issues around that. Um, so not fun and games for me. But hey, got it done. It's in. Who knows what will happen? I'm not expecting to win anything, but it's nice to have been nominated. Uh, and it's nice to uh, that, so that you guys have nominated us. Because I did put the call out there, please be nominated. And you did. So we've... Um, We've done that. So that's nice. Uh, and uh, that's all um, going on. So hopefully you guys will OK. If you need any help, do please reach out to people. Uh, if you've got no one to reach out to and talk to, reach out to me. Have a chat. Um, just throw me a DM on Twitter um, or through the Patreon messaging app um, or email me paul at nzsportradio.com. Um, and uh, let's have a chat uh, if you uh, if you need it, because I say it's not easy. Um, this whole lockdown thing. Um, hi, Simon. Thank you for joining us. Great uh, to have you um, on joining us on YouTube. Yes, that's right. We're on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter, um, as well as being um, as the podcast um, as well. So you can do all of those kind of things. Anyway, into rugby chat rather than uh, mental health chat. Um, and because uh, that's what we're kind of here for, isn't it? Uh, and uh, first up, the Super Rugby um, Opiki. And I say, hopefully I've got the Opiki right as the pronunciation. Uh, what are we going to have then? We're going to have four teams, uh, the Blues, the Chiefs, the um, Hurricanes, uh, and also the, I've gone blank, uh, the South Island team, which is a merger uh, to cover both the uh, Crusaders and the Highlanders. You might kind of say, why don't the Highlanders have their own team? Well, basically because uh, Southland doesn't have a team. Um, and uh, so they will be picking mainly from Otago, who are, in all honesty, going to be relegated from the Premiership this year. So they really would be um, on the uh, back foot against the other um, four provinces. So other four, sorry, franchises, clubs, um, whatever you want to call them. Um, so that one, even though uh, when we had the exhibition game, um, hey, reviewer, I'll get on to that. That's interesting there. Uh, uh, we'll get to talk about, I guess we'll have a quick chat about the end of your test schedule as well. Um, the... Um, um, what I was going to say, the doo -doo -doo -doo. oh, yeah. So, last year, we or this year, sorry, we had the exhibition game between the Blues and the Crusaders in women's super rugby, um, and uh, the, off the women's sides. Uh, and in those two, all the coaches came from the provinces within each catchment area. So, for the Blues, that was Auckland, North Harbour, and Northland, whereas for the Chiefs, that was Kenny's Manukau, Waikato, um, Taranaki and uh, Bay of Plenty. So all the players and all the coaches came from uh, those catchment areas. Um, in the interview today, Alan pointed, um, Alan Bunting, Bunting said that no, they don't have to pick just from their own region. If, and if, if the appropriate player becomes available from outside that, then um, they will um, look at some, um, what was I going to say? They will look at uh, bringing um, those um, uh, people in. Um, so they're, um, uh, there is that, uh, so that that's interesting. But they did say that uh, within the uh, the uh, Chiefs catchment area, they shouldn't need to go outside probably for most of their squad, which is actually uh, what I what I kind of expect. Uh, now the announcement has been that these four teams are going to have a preseason game, uh, then three games during the round robin, um, which they'll play each team just once, uh, and then a final between the top two. Um, so it'll be the two home games or. Um, and one home and one away game or two away games, one home game, um, depending on the uh, season. Um, so depending on how, how that um, um, goes um, around. Um, so on those ones, the um, that is how they are 
that, that's how the season is. Let's be honest, a home and away season would have been much better. Uh, but hey, it started at least, um, which gives us a, a basis to grow from. Um, even though the uh, head of women's rugby at um, uh, New, uh, New Zealand Rugby um, did say that this format was fixed for two years. So uh, that's what uh, the expectation is. And then they could look at expanding it, potentially including Pacific and Australian teams. Now, to my mind, uh, that's a massive missed opportunity. Uh, look, um, we'll have a chat about what other women's leagues there are around, but I don't see why you couldn't then have a final between or another a game between the uh, Super W champions and the uh, Super Rugby Opeki uh, champions as a cross-Tasman competition, Super W being the women's competition over in Australia, which I'll talk about in a um, in a few seconds. So that's basically the season. I assume that the pre-season game um, will be uh, at home if you've got two away games and away if you've got two home games during the season. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see um, around all of that one. Uh, we'll have to see if they're all set up as double headers or whether they're set up as uh, standalone games uh, and how that all kind of um, happens. One of the issues we've had historically with the um, uh, with the Farrah Palmer Cup uh, is the um, the, re the coaching resources that the teams get. Uh, I remember two years ago having a chat with the uh, Canterbury um, head coach uh, when you were, when they were up playing against some um, Auckland and the fact that they had a scrum coach for the first time ever. Um, and I was chatting with him about it's great that you got the extra resource and he goes, "Yep, the scrum coach has basically has, has volunteered." Um, so uh, most provincial sides won't have a scrum coach in the Farrah Palmer Cup team. So the forwards coach has to do that. Uh, as well as all the other jobs that they do. Um, talking to Alan Bunting, he's going to have two assistants, um, and uh, it looks like he's going to be full time um, as well. Um, that um, the uh, uh, as, as as well as that one, um, and also then um, you've uh, so that's so, and they're also going to try and do a high performance environment. So obviously, the, a lot of the players in there are going to be Blackferns. Um, apparently Blackfern 7s will also um, have a bunch of those will be available as well uh, with some of those wanting to play uh, in the uh, Women's Rugby World Cup in 2023 here in New Zealand. Obviously, though, not obviously, but also the 7s next year is a big year for them because they've got the uh, Commonwealth Games um, over in the UK uh, from memory. I think it's in England somewhere. Um, so the uh, we'll have to see how it all balances out um, with the, that side of things as well as obviously the HSBC World Series as well. But it does sound like some of the sevens players will be available um, in this competition. Um, so you're going to have those people who are already on high performance programs who uh, uh, know about fitness, know about nutrition, all that kind of stuff. Um, but um, there's going to be a whole bunch of provincial players who aren't on those aren't in those programs. Now, uh, they are apparently the Chiefs going to get, try and get together before Christmas um, and sort of put them on that kind of uh, High performance program, so uh, it's in interesting to see how that one um, that one goes. Uh, science is interesting. The women's competition uh, didn't uh, go with the concept of th uh, top three playoff. Look, there's only four teams. You can't have a top three playoff, surely. Um, what I would have thought they might do, um, and I probably will um, send um, the uh, women's one, um, uh, the women's uh, uh, lead in. Uh, um, at the New Zealand Rugby an email, but why not also, if you've got a, a one-two game, why not also have a, three, a third, fourth playoff game as well, just to add the extra game for the girls or for the women um, in that one. Um, so um, uh, it would be good to um, um, to see that. 
Uh, Simon says that the women's professional rugby is uh, potentially a blank campus, a uh, blank canvas. He means um, it could be a competition with North America and Europe and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, look, I'm about to do a video about that um, for on the for your for your ears only because uh, I, I really am worried that uh, we are essentially copying the men's um, structures for women's rugby. Is that really a good idea? Considering the men's game is financially unstable, uh, un unsustainable. Sorry. Um, and uh, that, that they overplay players in Europe. Hmm. Interesting questions there. So something I'd want to talk about uh, about a bit more length um, around that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I think they could put an extra game in there, and I think they could have a, a Trans-Tasman final um, as well. As I say, 22 years, um, the current format. They're looking at contracting 28 players, which to me sounds not very many when you have 23 in a match day. Um, so I've got a funny feeling there's going to be a bunch of um, training group players beyond that. Uh, club players, uh, or obviously club and provincial players, um, who will uh, get opportunities um, as well. So, uh, yes, the women are going to get paid, but not necessarily all the women uh, that are playing. When you think, I say 28 is a pretty small squad um, there um, with that one. So, uh, I think we'll have a few players who won't be getting paid. Uh, and let's be it's only um, a four week regular season, only five games maximum, right? So, with, with the preseason. So, um, whilst they. Um, uh, whilst they are going to get paid, it's not going to be a full, uh, what do you call it, a full um, an annual salary, uh, obviously, because of that, um, from that point of view. Um, so, uh, look, good to have it. Um, it's, look, it's a good step forward, but uh, there's a long, long way um, to go uh, with uh, this one, um, let's be honest. But it is producing, looking for that, that, that uh, fill that gap between provincial and the and international rugby which obviously we have with Super Rugby already. Now, part of that is, if we look at the end of this provincial rugby season, uh, the Black Ferns aren't taking part because of their tour to Europe. Uh, we see, uh, and uh, that's expected to happen next year as well. Historically, the Black Ferns have all, the international players have all played in uh, the provincial competition, um, lifting that up. So, so yes. Um, look, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's thought out. Um, there aren't. Uh, it looks uh, like uh, look, things have been happening. Look, we've been saying um, for quite a long time now that we know this competition was going to happen next year. It was just a matter of when uh, it was going to happen. It was used a bit as a bargaining chip around the uh, Silver Lake deal. There was a comment earlier saying that if we don't get Silver Lake money, we won't be able to do this kind of thing. Well, uh, we don't seem to have Silver Lake money yet, and we are doing this kind of thing. So, um, look, that was a little bit of. That I never. It was never nice to see it being used as a bargaining chip um, in that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, at least uh, it has happened, which is great to see. Um, sorry, beer break, folks, for those of you on the uh, podcast who uh, audio podcast who can't hear. Um, uh, there we go. Um, so that's pretty much it around Super Rugby Opaki. But let's just compare that then to other women's competitions. Um, sports competitions that are going on look this is so this has been kicked off in 2022 um we look across to um australia they've had super w since 2018 um, and they already have six teams there so five teams for the super rugby franchises and uh, then they've added a president's 15 um as well uh this year so they get up to six teams in that competition so um yeah we're playing catch ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Up, um, with, the, uh, ...with Australia from um, that point of view. It's just great to see Australia's had that competition going um, for a while. Uh, the Waratahs, pardon me, have won all four editions of that. Um, so far. So since that's been going since 2018, I say we are playing catch up with them uh, in that one. Uh, I think across the, 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 the uh, across the water, well, or, or um, across the, is the, uh, the NRL have had a women's competition that uh, the uh, New Zealand Warriors have taken part in, uh, in three seasons. And again, that's been going um, since um, 2018 um, as well. Well, instituted in the 6th of December 2017. So look, look, pretty much the same sort of time. 2018 was the first season. Um, now, only four teams in that last year. That's going up and down, yo-yoing um, as they try and get it off the ground properly. At the moment, the code that's done the best in this space um, is uh, definitely the AFL. The AFL uh, have uh, been going since 2017 now um, and have got themselves up to 14 women's teams. Um, and so you've got to say that... Um, uh, the AFL are the side that uh, really uh, has um, uh, stepped things, uh, has, has really taken this by the horns, invested in it, uh, and got it running properly, um, and uh, has got some a number of uh, state qual- state uh, competitions beneath it um, as well. So you've got to say, yeah, AFL is uh, perhaps the best one. And even there, um, when we're talking about uh, them being professionals, uh, their top. Their tier one players in next year will be getting paid thirty-seven thousand uh, dollars, one hundred and fifty-five dollars. So thirty-seven, one hundred and fifty-five dollars. Um, so, uh, look, not a uh, again, not a lot of money. Uh, at the end of the day, we're not talking uh, football professional level or even uh, rugby men's rugby professional levels um, in that one. But it's going in the right direction. I mean, I so say they've got fourteen teams now like uh, playing. Um, so that's got to be something that um, I'm not saying that. Uh, Super Rugby. Oh, Pecky should be looking at uh, having 14 teams here in New Zealand. That would be overkill. Uh, that's we just don't have the market for that or the player base. Uh, but I do say that we've got a that uh, AFL is one that we need, that we should be learning learning from uh, because clearly that has been going well uh, and has been uh, growing um, as well. Um, the so those that's that's where we're at. Say playing catch up, um, but uh, hopefully. Uh, we're heading in the uh, the right direction. Obviously, the commitment for two years. We know what it's going to be like for two years at least before they think about expanding it. Obviously, Moana Pacifica would be a fantastic addition to this, and uh, would be nice if they've been included. If, if uh, they've been included, now clearly they've got a lot on their hands at the moment. Just standing up the men's team, uh, perhaps a bit too much to accept to put up a women's team um, as well. Also, needs to be work in Southland. Let's be honest. So um, we should have. We need that 14th province uh, that's in the MPC. 
uh, also in the Farron Palmer Cup as well. So um, let's hope that, uh, that there's work going on down there um, on that one. Um, uh, Simon, yeah, points out that, yeah, that there is a new sevens professional competition, club competition in the uh, USA that has got men's and women's side and also equal money on both sides salaries wise from what I understand. So it's going to be interesting to see if that can stand up uh, and survive. Um, they've had a combine, I think, I can't remember if it was this weekend or next week or last weekend, uh, that they had the first weekend of games. Um, so, uh, yeah, I do need to check back in on that one um, to see how that is, uh, uh, how that is going. Um, so, again, yeah, great setup, a lot of work to go. Uh, fine, next up then, um, Waikato, uh, both the men's and women's teams, so the, the Bellings NPC team and the Farrah Palmer Cup team, both um, got out of Hamilton before the lockdown, went into isolation, got tested. They've all had a negative tests now, uh, which is great to see. Um, they have been basing themselves out of a place called um, the uh, Lodge, uh, uh, the, the Podium Lodge, um, in uh, uh, Cambridge. Now, Cambridge is the home of um, Cycling New Zealand with the velodrome there. Um, and uh, essentially, the, uh, the the Podium Lodge is a mini Olympic village kind of style or inspired um, facility. So, uh, look, designed for athletes who are attending that uh, the velodrome. Uh, look, it's also near St Paul's School, which is the which is where Waikato um, the men's team, provincial team, have trained in the past. So I assume that's where uh, they're using the school's facilities and pitches for training um, while staying at um, the lodge facilities where the Blues also stayed earlier um, in the year. So um, it's good that um, uh, to see that, uh, that, that, that there are proper facilities there that can be uh, roped off. They're, they're on the edge of town, um, so it's not like they're mixing with many people. Uh, and uh, that's how it's all been done. Um, the uh, uh, great to see they've all tested negative as well. The uh, Waikato women are flying down to Canterbury now to uh, play in the final on Saturday. So it looks like it's all gone through. Um, and uh, obviously they'll be following all of the policies, etc. They're flying from Hamilton Airport, which is actually in Cambridge. <laughs> it's not actually in Hamilton itself, really. Um, and um, so they'll be so uh, it's outside of the. Uh, the, the zone um, and they're heading off down to um, uh, to uh, to that uh, in uh, to, to again this weekend. Um, the on that note, the Manawa Two versus Hawks Bay um, Championship game is also going ahead as well. So great to see that. There's a whole bunch of new there's, whole, there's some new rules being announced today. Apparently around um, how many people can be at outdoor events and things. So uh, all all um, so we'll have to see what kind of crowds we will get um, at these games and how they manage to manage to enforce one meter of spacing and all that kind of stuff. So uh, interesting times, folks. I'm not over all that kind of stuff. We'll just see. Um, and whatever it is, it is. I'm not going to comment whether it's right or wrong. Um, it just is what it is. And I'll just let's get on with it. I've got other things to stress about um, personally, um, to be honest. Um uh, the uh, Power of Simon says that, that the AFL is actually looking at expanding to 18 teams in the women's team. Wow. Um, AFL really is say, leading the way in women's professional sports, um, perhaps also the big bash as well in the cricket. Uh, but some, obviously, uh, AFL being a footy code like um, rugby union, it's the uh, more comparable one, um, I kind of think, with that as to what is what is potentially possible 
um, considering some of the crowds that they get for that, like 10, 15,000, I think, um, for their hope for the uh, for their games that aren't double headers. Um, also, Julian Surveyor um, has been uh, named in the um, Wellington um, squad for this uh, coming weekend. Sorry, another beer break there, folks, for you listening to the podcast. Um, he has he lives up in Auckland, so he has um, left um, the um, uh, the Auckland uh, uh, the so, um, level three. Um, and apparently followed all of the uh, rules properly and, and is down in Wellington. Now, uh, he must have, got, if he's playing this coming weekend and it's a 12-day thing, he must have must have uh, moved. So there's a 12-day playing protocol of um, uh, contact training before playing a, a game. Um, so um, they are, so next, um, so down there in Wellington, we will, uh, so, so he must be down there since, so since the middle of last week. Um now, we talked yesterday about the fact that New Zealand Rugby had put in uh, applications for North Harbour, Auckland and uh, counties Manukau to move out of the Auckland area so they could continue with the MPC. Now, clearly, there's a difference between moving one person and moving what is probably closer to 120 people um, with uh, to do that. So clearly, the logistics are different there and it's easier for one person to move um, than it is 120 and to manage that. So... Uh, but surely the fact that um, uh, that Julian has been able to go to work to Wellington uh, and get all the paperwork properly in place is a good sign that possibly we will get the other um, MPC uh, teams uh, to move um, as well. Now, uh, I've said before, why don't they use Cambridge? It's clear that's where the Blues and stuff were. Looking at the size of the facilities, um, if Waikato is already there, you're not going to fit in three more um, provinces uh, into uh, that facility uh, that they have in Cambridge. Um, so now I understand why they're looking at Taupo um, rather than Cambridge uh, as, a, as a location for those um, three teams. And we'll have to see if, the, if, if, if Taupo is the place that they have put in for again, or if they've chosen another location um, instead, somewhere potentially like Rotorua, for example, um, it could be one and share that ground with um, Bay of Plenty, uh, the international stadium there, um, or somewhere else uh, entirely. Um, so yeah, mainly Super Rugby and uh, MPC chat today. Um, looking at uh, one of the things that um, uh, the uh, reviewer uh, has said on YouTube is that World Rugby has released the end of year test schedule uh, and that there's 35 games expected. Now, uh, I'm assuming that exclude that doesn't include the Samoa games, as unfortunately, as we said yesterday, Samoa have pulled out of their end-of-year tour, um, as well as pulling out the Dubai Sevens as part of the HSBC World Series as well. Um, there's also, they'll have to also wait and see as to what rules the box have to go through as they travel up to France to do some um, uh, Rugby World Cup 2023 uh, promotions before heading over to the UK for their three games against Wales, Scotland and England. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully those uh, all those game, games will be, will be available. Look, um, it's nice that World Rugby has announced them, um, but let's be honest, most of these games have been uh, announced already individually, uh, and you can always go on Wikipedia and put in end of year end of year rugby or end of year tour into Google um, with and uh, end of year tour wiki, uh, and you'll get a, a, a wiki pay, a Wikipedia page with, with all these games listed on it. So. Um, that's where I normally go and it's been the best resource for uh, sort of pulls together 
um, all of those uh, international games in a uh, sort of a one pager that's um, easy um, to read. But uh, yeah, good to see uh, that's um, that's all going. Um, okay, then uh, Julius uh, Joshua Scott says Wales All Blacks um, will be test will have a Welsh B team. Yeah, yes and no. Um, we kind of uh, touched on this yet last yes last evening with the on the driving mall show um, when we talked about the end of season uh, games. Now the USA game and the Wales game are both before the November international test window opens. Therefore, um, clubs are not obligated to um, release their players for those games, which essentially means those Welsh players who are playing in England um, are will not be released by the Gallagher Premiership sides and so forth, will not be available for that game. Uh, there's, uh, but to me, players like Alwyn Jones, um, Liam Williams, etc., all play in Wales and will be released. So they, they will have their British, those British and Irish lines available to them. Uh, there are a couple of positions that are an issue. Um, fly half um, being the main one um, with uh, Dan Bigger uh, playing for Northampton Saints. And I've gone uh, and Sheedy, um, playing for um, Bristol, uh, so those are the, those have been their first, first and second choice scrum uh, sorry fly halves, um, or second or first five eights uh, for the um, uh, last season. Uh, and so yes, it's not a Welsh B team, but there will be some positions where they don't have all their resources um, available. The uh, but with uh, Gareth Anscombe um, back from his two year um, lay, uh, injury issues. Uh, and has played two games now. Um, it'll be good to um, uh, to see uh, to see if he can if he can come back and fill in um, in that um, space. Josh reckons. Uh, Josh in the live chat. There reckons that uh, there are um, eight players um, in Wales who are out in now out with injury, uh, including Liam Williams. Uh, that's a shame to see. Uh, look, all teams always have injured players. Uh, this one's the All Blacks have been playing without Sam Kane. Um, we've uh, had a number of props coming back, for example, from injury. We've not had Papi Lehi. Um, we've uh, not had, um, and obviously, uh, we've also had other reasons for play players not uh, travelling, such as Aaron Smith and uh, Sam Whitelock. Look, you're always going to have players missing. You're never going to, it's very, very rare that a team has got all of their players um, fit and available to play. Um, and so that's just part of um, playing um, rugby. Um, as it is there, um, the uh, and Josh Scott's yes, it's Michael, Michael Collins um, could be playing the All Blacks. That is very true. So he's got a Welsh grandfather or grandmother. I'm not sure which one it is. So uh, the ex Blues and uh, Highlanders player um, who is now um, playing for uh, the Ospreys. Um, oh, not the, yeah, I think it's Ospreys um, over there. Um, in Wales has had a had a really good start to his um, career over there, and uh, yeah, will be being looked at uh, as a potential uh, uh, twelve um, or thirteen. Uh, I believe Josh. I don't think George North is still injured. So yeah, look, there's definitely uh, he's definitely got an opportunity to uh, get into the centres there. Um, was always played out of position by the Blues, which is why Auckland or Blues fans aren't a big fan of his. But uh, a much better centre uh, than he is fullback. So yes, no good. He has got it. He gives in with a shout of facing the All Blacks, um, that is for sure. That could be his debut game. And uh, boy, meteoric rise for him there. Uh, and um, good luck to him over in Wales. Hope he's uh, enjoying it. Uh, it's, it looks like he's going well so far um, on the pitch. 
Right there, folks. So that's our 5 p.m. lockdown beers and rugby chat to uh, catch you up to date with uh, all the news from the last 24 hours. Do join me again tomorrow at 5 p.m. I'll go through all the rugby news um, from the past, uh, yeah, from the next 24 hours. <laughs> and uh, we'll um, talk about all of that. As I say, uh, if you would like to come on screen and chat with me and have a yarn, then um, just drop me a line and I'll send you the link. Also, I uh, put the link out. Um, I think I forgot to do it today, but I normally put the link out there on um, Twitter um, as well for anyone who wants to jump on and have a chat with me. Um, so uh, hope you're all staying safe. Um, hope you're all in a good space. As I've said, uh, do um, reach out and talk to somebody if you need to, or if you um, even if you don't need to. Uh, just uh, it's good to do so. Um, I say I've been, God, had a bit of a difficult day today, but hey, um, it is what it is, uh, and uh, we'll move on. Um, and uh, look forward to uh, talking to you all um, tomorrow. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 